Welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, welcome back, everybody. Yes, I am Danny Ryan. Um, I am not joined with anybody today because everybody abandoned me for a town up north. Um, seems like they're all in Duluth without me. Right, you guys? Yes, we are. I'm Tony Scott here in Duluth with Carl. How are you doing, Carl? Doing well. Tony and I are sitting in my living room enjoying life. Just finished some delicious pizza, and now we're talking to Danny on the phone. We're going to rock and roll today, aren't we, Danny? Oh, yeah, this this is going to be fun. Um, I have more jerseys at my place than Carl does, so I win there. Well, I got the... Uh... I got a team that's probably going to make it to the state tournament jersey staring me in the eye right now. I have that one too. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. you wore it last year uh, on Saturday night, I believe. I did. You did. I did. I have a great picture of it. Yeah. Well, let's get rolling. I got some news and nuggets here before we get to Carl's top ten. Anyone want to chime in when I'm done? Uh, I got a couple. Uh, a couple high school hockey alums just made their college commitments. Chase Brand from Park Rapids to Miami of Ohio. Uh, Seth Isley from Stillwater. Uh, he made his commitment to Lake Superior State in the Upper Peninsula. So congratulations to those two guys. Um, I had an interesting call, a couple calls this week from guys that are ballot holders in the Mr. Hockey Award process. And so I kind of interviewed them a little bit about how it gets picked and how they get a ballot and all those things. And they get seven choices, and they have to weight them one through seven. And then from those seven, from those ballots, then they choose a Mr. Hockey finalist. So only seven. I thought that was kind of interesting how they did. Yeah. Carl, any uh, thoughts on that? You're giving me the inquisitive look. Yeah, I mean, I don't really get why they do it that way at all. But, okay, that's interesting to know. <laughs> well, and there's, a, there's not much discussion either amongst sure. the committee. I mean, eventually the committee makes a pretty decent choice each year. We We will have our... We will be a skeptic if they don't pick R10, but I think they'll probably get it pretty close. The ballot balloter that I was speaking to, he and I, our ballots were R10 and his seven were not really an exact match after the top five. His, his six and seven we're did not, not match ours. So I was a bit, a bit surprised by his choices, but at the same time, he was he made he made a case for him, a fairly strong case for him. Now here's a question for you. Um, you know, we've had sort of this discussion in the past about how Mr. Hockey can seem like it's weighted towards, you know, next level potential uh, draft status. Did you get the sense that that was? He yeah. had no bearing. He he had he he'd never even seen the mid-term scouting ranking. Hmm. This one guy. Yeah. Another guy that I spoke to who's on the ballot does uh, factor that into the uh, his equation. Okay. So it's kind of each balloter has his own opinion. Um, one more thought, uh, one more note. Uh, our tournament's the opener next year. Uh, we have a very good team that's looking for an opponent. So if you're a high school hockey coach or athletics director, 
Uh, look me up at youthhockeyhub at gmail if you're looking for a game on either Friday or Saturday night, preferably Saturday night, but we can probably do some juggling if you want to play on uh, Friday. Uh, for the opener, I have great teams in the event this year. We have St. Thomas and Creighton will be playing, kicking the thing off on Friday night. So it's going to be a great event again. Um, any guys out there have any other news nuggets before we get to the top ten? Um, yeah, the bracketology story, Tony. Oh, yeah, we're going to, in addition to this show, attached to the show on our website, so a lot of you guys might get it through Podbean, go to Youth Hockey Hub. We're going to have all of our staff, our high school staffers, will be making their section picks to state, which you'll get to hear a lot of it here today on the podcast, but if you want to review it and review your picks versus ours, go on our website. There will be a tab for each one of our staffers, and their picks will be attached to this story. Hope you all, you all are ready to lose. Okay. I am prepared to lose. Based on this year, I know I'm going to lose. I'm going in with a defeatist attitude. Uh, Carl, let's hear your top ten. Sure. All right. End of regular season top ten. Number one is Edina, holding steady at the top, and I think probably looking like the most convincing number one they have all season. Number two is Blaine, also cruising along as we head into sections. Number three Minnetonka, despite the tie to Wyzetta this past week, they stay at number three because they have the head-to-head win over number four, who is Andover, as they've been for several weeks now. Yeah. Number five is St. Thomas Academy, another team that's playing pretty well. How many wins in a row does St. Thomas have? I wrote it Double down digits, somewhere in here. I have to scroll through by... Sensei Dino. Which is what I needed. It is 15. They have rattled off 15 wins in a row. Wow. And, and I, as I noted in the comment there, I mean, this is the weaker half of their schedule, but there have been some good teams in that stretch. So yeah, no doubt. Definitely a strong run for the cadets. Who's six? Six is Maple Grove, holding steady. Unfortunately, the you know interesting game I was really looking forward to this past week between them and Blue Thieves did not happen due to weather. So yeah. They hold Very serve. disappointing. Number seven is White Bear Lake, staying steady there also, even though they had a couple of close adventures this week. Yeah. Uh, eight is Rosemount. Sliding up, up a little bit. They continue. Another team that is just on a roll heading into inspection. Number nine is Moorhead, also sliding up a spot. And ten, we have a new, somewhat new entrant to, to the top ten. They were up there earlier, but are back in now. It's Chaska. And the reason the Hawks are here is because they beat Benilde to avenge an earlier loss, and they also have a head-to-head win over number 11, Eden Prairie. So they slide on ahead. Uh, this is crazy. I'm going to go back just a little bit. Danny and I were at the office a couple weeks ago, and we saw the very first Squirtacular uh, 2013 program. We were going through all the names, and that was that was an assignment of itself. But literally all of these teams, except Blaine, were in this tournament, and all these kids that are now juniors in high school were second-year sports at the time. And, and the reason I even thought of this is Rosemount and Moorhead, that group of kids, uh, kind of had a bond going back to the Fargo Squirt Tournament, and they, one of the uh, Moorhead beat Edina in the Squirtacular, and the Rosemont kids were there cheering them on, like, specifically <laughs> to beat Edina. It was like one of those moments, like, that's pretty cool, and here they are, number eight and number nine in the uh, rankings this week, side by side. So Still right next to each other after all these years. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, uh, that's a good deal. We're going to get started now with the section... Uh, we're going double A first, and then we're going to go 
smallest to highest. So we'll start with the Section One AA. Uh, Tony, hold, hold, yeah. Well, hold, hold on one second. You, you want to describe how long this show is going to be for everybody, and how you know we should have probably prefaced that at the beginning. Uh, we can keep talking. It doesn't. At this point, we got to edit this anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did think that you guys were going to stop talking. That wasn't the point. Well, you didn't just. Let us roll with it. We're fine. Okay. So, uh, if if you don't know, we're gonna we'll we'll preface it on the tweet. And we'll preface it in the uh, everywhere. It's a long show. Okay. Okay. They're gonna be able to figure it out. That they're gonna go on there. It's gonna be an hour and a half long, and they're gonna go okay. okay. Yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, a start. Oh. Double A start here. A starts here. Yeah. Yes, we're on the same page. Okay, let's just redo the intro into that. Oh, I will. I'm just going to go long pause right now. All right, let's start with the one double A. Uh, we're going to go from smallest sec, smallest number section to the highest. So we get the south of the rivers to start with. Um, Hastings gets the number one seed, which we'll get to in just a second. They'll take on Rochester, John Marshall, Dodge County winner, who come in at 8-9. Um, and then number four, Lakeville South, will host Rochester Mayo, number five. And then number three, Rochester Century, will host Owatonna. And finally, Lakeville North gets the number two seed. They'll host Farmington, who gets the number seven seed. All right, let's talk a little bit about this one. I I have a feeling that uh, this Hastings thing caught some people by surprise. Carl, did that catch you by surprise? Uh, no, I had Hastings kind of sliding up into the top seed for a couple weeks when I've done the section-by-section looks in my rankings. Uh, I think they deserve the top seed. That doesn't mean they're going to win the section, but if you look at what they've done this season, they beat Egan, they've put up some pretty good margins against a handful of comparable opponents that they have to the Lakevilles. So I think when you factor in their record, they've done enough to be the top seed here. That said, they haven't really played anyone in the section, and their strength of schedule isn't really strong. If you get look at Lakeville North and Lakeville South, they played Edina. They, they they've played some big boys, and they have a 500 record. I weight the strength of schedule a little bit higher than uh, the people on the committee who picked this, the coaches that picked it. Yeah, I, in some ways I don't disagree, and I think that at the end of the day, I do think the Lakevilles are probably slightly better teams, but you know they also have 500 records. It's not like they were beating the Edinas of the world. At all. I agree. I agree. So I. I think Hastings deserves to be rewarded. Danny, what was your take on on Hastings, or for that matter, anything to do with this section heading into our choices? Yeah, I mean, it really seems like a good idea to rank a number one team. They lost to a three-seed in Section 1 single A, but that was kind of my opinion looking at this one, actually. (laughs) It was a tie. I mean, yeah, it was a tie at zero to Albert Lee. So I, I... really don't think, you know, if these teams played each other in season, I think the Lakeville teams would have won those matchups. And I think it's just, it's kind of a shame that Hastings is in this section, you know, being it, if they don't play anybody in it. Yeah, that's that's a definite uh, soft source spot with some of these coaches that Hastings can't play these teams uh, in non-conference. The same with the Rochesters. Rochesters don't play the Lakevilles ever. I don't know if that's my choice, Always been true, but 
you know, they used to play, but I think they, the margin started get it, getting ugly, especially when North was really good. So yeah, that kind of fell off. And uh, I believe it. Back, so, I believe well. it. All right, let's talk the top half of the bracket and then the bottom. Who are your picks going to be, Carl? Uh, so I think Hastings and South are clear picks in their quarterfinals. Semifinals, that's actually a very interesting game. Uh, I think it'll, just because we don't know a whole lot about Hastings, and I do think South is probably the most complete team in the section, top to bottom. But uh, I'll ride the Hastings train a little bit to pick them there. So you're going to go Hastings? Who do you like at the bottom? Uh, this is where I think North Matchy have an edge in that they might have, have gotten the easier draw anyway, even though they have the two seed. Not just a century, even though they have a pretty gaudy record, really hasn't played anyone even close to being ranked all season. And so I'm going to go with North and Century to advance in the, the quarters, and then I think North is the stronger team and certainly so, the more battle-tested one. So your section final choices are going to be North and Hastings? Yep, top two That's seed. a great game. That might worth, be worth the travel down to Rochester to watch. I might want to take that one. Danny, who do you got? I have um, Hastings advancing to play Lakeville South. Lakeville South, then I see winning that game after seeing them last night. They look pretty strong. Even though I think this will be a goaltending matchup, I think South, I favor them in this one. On the bottom half of the bracket, I see Century and North facing off, and I see the Lakevilles again playing each other in Rochester. You know, as as badly as I want to, uh, disagree with you, Danny. I think it's going to be an all-Lakesville final as well. Um, I just don't think that Hastings has played in a game with the speed that they're going to see from Lakeville South. And I watched Rochester Century uh, ice level, and I watched them above ice level. I don't think they have the tools, a second or third line, that can hang with what the, with the likes of Lakeville North. So I'm saying it's an all-North, all-South final as well. Yeah, I think it's certainly up to the, the non-Lakevilles to prove they can hang with the Lakevilles. I agree with that. Uh, all right, let's move on to a juicy section, Section 2 AA. The defending state champion, Minnetonka, is the number one seed. They'll face New Prague at the eight. Uh, Prior Lake gets the uh, votes from the coaches committee. They they get the four seed over Holy Family. They'll play at Dakota. Uh Eden Prairie will play Chanhassen in the 3-6 game. Eden Prairie, obviously, the three seed. And then Chaska, the number two seed, by virtue of beating both Prior Lake and Eden Prairie uh, in the Hockey for Life, they'll take the, they'll take the uh, number two seed. They'll play Shakopee. Well, 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 where are we now? We have a really good section here. Uh, Carl, what's your take on the seedings and what's your take on how this thing could shake out? Sure. Well, I think the seedings are pretty straightforward based on what happened during the regular season head-to-head. Uh, though that said, I think this section has gotten a lot more interesting over the past few weeks, just with Minnetonka going to a little bit of a slide at the end of the season here. So suddenly you start looking at you know, a potential semifinal with maybe Holy Family. If they beat Prior Lake, you look at Holy Family. They've got a great goalie, got a couple players who could score. You know, they have uh, a little history with, with Minnetonka, so they'd be up for that game. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing that's interesting about this. is like, you know, there's about eight or nine kids who who have played legitimate roles in that Tonka Holy Family section final last year who probably have a pretty good memory of that. If they can get by, if they can get by Prior Lake at Prior Lake, which I think is doable, anything can happen when they face off at that 3 o'clock game at Braemar. Danny? Um, I, I think it's going to be a tough feat for Holy Family to get by Jackson Judding as well. I think 
though um, Minnetonka should be able to get by Holy Family. I haven't seen them in season. They just kind of seem more like a one-line team, uh, more than they have in years past. And so, although I really like Bailey Huber, I just see Tonka being deeper and just keep attacking them through three periods of play. I I agree. Um, How about on the bottom half? Bottom half for me, Eden Prairie and Chaska will meet up. If they don't, um, uh, I can stop doing the show, I'm pretty sure. And then on uh, Is that a promise? That's a promise oh, to both of you. Um as for the matchup between Eden Prairie and Chaska, I think this is probably one of the juiciest of all the semifinals out there. Um I think Chaska's gonna do it again. They've beaten Eden Prairie twice now in a row and they kinda have their number when it comes to this. I just think the speed that Chaska is going to bring, you know, and I, I just like them skill levels in so many positions with them. I think this game, assuming it happens, like you said, Danny, is going to come down to special teams. Both teams have really, really good power plays. And I think, I've, I, you know, I've talked to a few of the different players and the coaches on these teams. I think whoever gets the most power, most out of their power play is going to win this game. And I, I I lean a little bit on Chaska here because of the Mike Kester factor. Yeah, if it does come down to special teams, I do like Chaska in that regard. And even Perry can pray to the box sometimes. They can. They they definitely but can do that. For my part, I think I am going to take Eden Perry in this game, though, just because I do think they're the deeper team. Chaska, and well, they're an exciting and fun team to watch. It's just been a few too many times this season where they've really struggled when they run into a, a disciplined Good defensive team, and Eden Perry can be that team. So, all right. So you have you have in your section final, you have Tonka and Eden Perry. Yeah. So as much you're as going, you're up, going so. traditional, and yeah. the in the in the ones you threw out Hastings. Now you're kind of kind of go back to the the traditional safe picks of Tonka EP. And Danny, who do you have? You have Chaska and and Minnetonka. Yeah, and I we can talk about that game if it happens, but I think that's a. That's a very interesting matchup because having seen Chaska on Olympic size ice this week against Benilde, um, they look pretty good. Well, I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go traditional as well. I'm gonna go Minnetonka. It's kinda like a it's kind of a pizza thing, right? Do you want the deep dish or you want the traditional? And I'm gonna go traditional here. Minnetonka and Eden Prairie in the section final, and that should be a whale of a game. Are we ready for Danny's section, 3AA? Um, his alma mater, St. Thomas Academy, comes in at number one. They will host the winner of Apple Valley and Eastridge, which I think is a pretty nice game, actually. Two teams that can kind of play. Yeah, those are teams that are better than 8-9. and nine Yeah. And then you have uh, at the 4-5, Eastview, who's who's taken up shop at the 4-5 uh, the last couple years. Uh, they'll play host Burnsville. And then down in the bottom half, it's Egan hosting Bloomington Jefferson in the 3-6 game. And then number two, Rosemount will host Park of Cottage Grove. Interesting note here before we talk hockey. um, I noticed on the pairings when they came out today, the semifinals won't be played at Veterans. They'll be played on the home ice. Right. Uh, Danny, any thoughts on that? I I think it comes down to how both um, benches are on different sides. 
And so then the um, penalty boxes favors one team. I think that's what it comes down to. And uh, although they've done it in years past, they've also played in Ritter in years past for the section final, and it looks like it'll be played at Braemar again this year as well. Here's an interesting thought. Again, I'm kind of a weird guy. Um, Eastridge, if they somehow can make it past St. Thomas Academy um, and and somehow a Park Cottage Grove can make it past Rosemount into the semifinals. Eastridge and Park Cottage Grove will be hosting a section semifinal in the same building. Or, better yet, Bloomington Jefferson, if they beat Egan, how are they going to be hosting a section semifinal the same day as they're hosting two semifinals at Bloomington Ice Garden? Yeah, that's has the potential to go. Please, please explain how this could happen. Nonetheless, right. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll stick to let's stick to the script here and talk about who's going to win the top half of the bracket. Carl? Yeah, I think St. Thomas Academy is the clear favorite to come out of their game. Uh, Eastview has been on a pretty nice roll. They did lose to Prior Lake in their last game of the season, but I think they'd won 10 or 11 in a row before that. So I'll take Eastview in the, in the first, uh, in the second quarterfinal, and then it's I'm really tempted to pick Eastview in an upset here, mostly just to hear what Danny's reaction would be. But You're not going to do it? Not do it. <laughs> All right. And then at the bottom, Carl, you got uh, Egan and Rosemont. Any differing on those ones? I think the, the, the Egan-Jefferson game could be a good one, and uh, Egan has, has some injury issues. I would not be shocked to see a Jefferson upset there. Nor would I. Um, I'm going to take it, though. <laughs> I'm not either. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm going straight across the board, one through four on these games. And then the section final, uh, I see it as the, the two top teams and, and the rankings bear out to this. Their performance all year bears out to this. It's going to be a St. Thomas-Rosemont game. Danny, you were at the uh, first meeting of these, and I think you thought that Rosemont was the better of the two teams despite the scoreboard. Rosemont played St. Thomas in that game, I would say, for at least two and a half periods. Um so that that was a very very good game, and that was at St. Thomas as well. So that would be um, that would be a very very testy matchup for both of those teams if that happens in the section final. Uh, I see the semis going like this. I see St. Thomas Academy getting by. I'm pretty sure Eastridge. Um, they've had a better season, I think, than Apple Valley. So I, I see them coming out of that game. Um, Eastview and Burnsville. I'm going to go with the analytics that Burnsville provides me on their a Twitter handle. <laughs> it's a great Twitter. I love that guy <laughs> or woman, whoever that is. I think it's the student section that does Burnsville Analytica, but it's pretty impressive every time. Um, so I'm going to go Burnsville on that one. It's a little bit of an upset. And then um, in the Egan-Bloomington-Jefferson matchup, I'm going to go Bloomington-Jefferson. Usually 3AA has some weird um, upsets in it and like ones that you aren't expecting. Although I've seen Egan, they're a pretty good squad this year. I just, you know, Blinton Jefferson's beat, uh, beaten Benilde and they've tied Moorhead. I, it's just, it's a team that keeps teams close and they definitely kept St. Thomas close when they played them as well. Um, and I see Rosemont rolling over um, Park. And so Rosemont and St. Thomas Academy are my picks to make it to the section final in this one. Well, we, Danny and I agree on that. I think we all did. You yeah. pick? Did you pick anyone out of that except the top? We're in the, 
we're all the we're, pilots' agreement. We're all agree. The only thing we disagree on is that Egan East, that Eastview Burnsville game, and yeah. that's I think that's a flip of a coin kind of game. And Danny thinks Jefferson too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, he doesn't see them getting past him. So if Jefferson wins, uh, and Rosemont loses to Park Cottage Grove, that game is at Bloomington Ice Garden. Somebody explain to me how this is going to happen. <laughs> With that, okay, Tony, we'll, we'll, Tony, it's not going to happen. There, we just explained it to you. Oh, okay, because that's what I, But if it did, how would they get those games in? 9 a.m. game at the... Yeah, the 9 a.m. At, at the Garden, uh, host Jefferson. All right, let's move on to the the uh, 4AA, which is going to be an interesting one. It always has that weird section final on Friday night uh, over at Aldrich. Before they get there, Rosemount will... Excuse me, Roseville will play North St. Paul, who is really reeling, by the way. And the winner of that game will play White Bear Lake. Uh, followed by Irondale is the number four seed, which I thought was a bit surprising. Uh, Woodbury is the number five seed. Uh, number three seed, no surprise here. Stillwater will host conference rival Moundsview in a 3-6 game. And in a 2-7 game, another good rivalry, Hill-Murray and Tartan will uh, go down. Who's going to do well in this section? Any thoughts on the seedings? Any thoughts on uh, how this thing could end up? Carl? Uh, once again, I think this is a section with pretty straightforward seating. There's a clear top three. Yeah. Irondale, Woodbury, and Suborder are probably the fourth and fifth best teams. Uh, I am going to pick Woodbury to come out of that 4-5 game. I think that they've certainly had a, a tougher schedule, even though their record may not look as good. And the other thing to note about Woodbury is they've played White Bear twice. It's been two, two one-goal. Oh, nail-biters! And that could be the semi. And we know what White Bear's history is in section playoffs. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I, I saw that. When I saw this one pop up on my phone, I was like, ooh, I don't think White Bear wants, well, I, I mean, I don't think White Bear wants anything to do with Woodbury. They want Irondale to win this game, I think, for sure. Um, in the bottom half, I think it's going to be a nice little semifinal game between Hill-Murray and Stillwater. Um, who knows on that one? Danny, what do you think about the bottom half? Um, I got Hill Murray coming out of that. Now I just saw Hill yesterday. They didn't look that bad. No, Nick Pierre is still out. He's been playing that game. Um, and I think he was projected for kind of this next week or the week after for coming back from that, um, upper body injury. So, um, and it does kind of surprise me the Stillwater lost to Holy Family to round out the season as well. I didn't think Stillwater was going to lose that game. And so that kind of gets me off the ponies bandwagon there. That was a bit of a surprise. I put that on my, there was like five or six games on a tweet today that were kind of eye-popping to end the season. And and I didn't even include the Blake uh, Armstrong Cooper on there one either. But I, I will say this. Uh, one little note on uh, Nick Pierre. I, I know that his cast is off of his broken arm, wrist, or whatever it is. All that said, it's still, I mean, he's got wheels, but I don't think with, uh, you know, a, still a pretty sore arm coming off of surgery, whether he can be a factor or not. But if he is a factor, I think Hilmarie can win this whole section. Uh, so who do you guys, who, let's round up who everybody has in the section final. Carl? I'm taking White Bear Lake, despite their uh, likely adventure with Woodbury there. Yeah. Um, I will to go for the upset down in the other one, though. I'm going to take Stillwater. I just have not been inspired by Hill when I've seen them in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Stillwater's come on a little bit. Other, you know, setting aside the Holy Family loss, though Holy Family's also coming out a little bit. Um, so 
And I think the Ponies have enough pieces. They, it was a one-goal game earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah this, this can happen. How about you, Danny? Um, I actually got White Bear and Irondale going in the first one. I'll, I'll yep. go with um, the Knights on that one, but White Bear coming out of it. And then yep. I'll have Hill and Stillwater. I, I, just, I still like Hill for some reason. You think I'm a homer for that one, Tony? I understand, but I just, you know, for some reason I, I, I like them in this section. I'm going to kind of go with, with a little bit of history here. Um, I think that Hill has, you know, a little bit of an upper hand uh, on in this rivalry between Hill-Murray and Stillwater. So I'm going to go Hill-Murray, even though I would not be surprised at all uh, if if the Ponies actually make it to the state tournament. I think they have enough, uh, enough in the uh, chamber. They've been playing great hockey until that final game against uh, Holy Family. And I, I just... For this weird, I have this weird feeling uh, ever since December that White Bear Lake is not only going to make it to the state tournament, but they're going to win a first round game in the state tournament. I just have got this. There's the bold state. I got yeah. this. I just got this feeling. I don't know why it's going to happen. It, why not now? It's going to happen now. So uh, there you have it. There's my take on this. So I'm going to go White Bear and Stillwater in the section final. No, no, they're going to lose Woodbury, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, are we ready to move on to 5AA? This is the one that came out the latest uh, this afternoon. I was just waiting and waiting. I'm like, I can just put it up there for you. I already know what it is, right? Oh, I was a little surprised to see Coon Rapids grab the five seed. Yeah, yeah. Although Coon Rapids had a decent year. Yeah, they have the benefit of playing in the easier half of the Northwest. Way easier half. Any, uh... Besides that, Carl, any other things that kind of jump out at you with this section? Beyond that, I think this is probably the most straightforward double-A section out there. And is it always come out that way? No, that's the thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I put that one on a tee for you, didn't I? Tell us a little history on this section. Uh, there have been some crazy upsets, often the semis in this one. You see teams like Catholic Park making it through the final a couple of years ago. Uh, you got the An- Anoka making the state tournament. <laughs> it was <laughs> insane. One, you know. So things happen here, and if you look at the potential semis, you know, I mean, there's a clear number one and number two here. Blaine and Maple Grove are the top two teams in this section. Yep. But Blaine's a Tindall's rivalry game. Absolutely. Have enough close games against good teams this year that it's not crazy to imagine it could be again. And then you have the Boynton factor against Maple Grove. That very easily can happen. They played a close game earlier this season. A 4-1 or something. Yeah. So I'm not completely convinced that Maple Grove is a, yeah. a fast factor. Maple Grove was playing really well. Yes. Yes. As we've talked before on this show, the second half of the season, they tail off a little bit. So. But I'm not going to go off the script here. I'm sticking Blaine number one, Maple Grove number two. Danny, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I got one through four as well. Um, I, I just think I've seen Centennial. They're not terrible. They're not Coon Rapids. Let's put it that way. Um, and Blaine, Blaine is playing just very, very good hockey right now. Now, Champlin is the team that kind of stands out to me as the the weird one in this section. You're, normally, the three seed kind of plays um, uh, the wrecking ball on this, but here's my take. Teams that have to rely on a good goaltender to win games and just rely on the goaltender alone sometimes struggle to win these important games. It's usually when timely goaltending happens, not needed goaltending happens. So I'm going to go Maple Grove there. I like that take. I, ne- I neglected to read all these off, so let me read them off really quick. Blaine, 
is the one seed. Osseo, the eight seed. They'll play in the top half of the bracket. Centennial and Coon Rapids, four five. You said Coon Rapids is the five. Centennial gets the four. No surprise there. We've talked about Champlin already. They're going to play Anoka, who's the sixth seed. And then Maple Grove will get Spring Lake Park, who's the seventh seed. Yeah, and I think that, uh, no, I'm not going to take the offense here either. It's pretty straightforward. You know, there's a slight chance in the Pebbies, but if ever there was a section that, was, that were set up for a clear final at this one, much to the dismay of the Centennial Twitter feed, as you may have seen. Yeah, they're, uh, they're actually, the comedy of the Centennial Twitter feed is about as good as it gets. <laughs> Danny, any other thoughts on 5AA? No, I, I really hope this one goes straight across the board, but uh, history tells me this is not going to happen. No. All right. Are you guys ready for the juicy 6AA? This is as good a section as we're going to have here in the state. Let's jump right in. Uh, Hopkins, it's the eight seed. St. Louis Park, the nine. I thought that was a bit of a surprise, oddly enough. Um, the winner of that game will face number one, Edina. The Blake School number gets the four seed after defeating Creighton just this past week over the five seed Creighton. Another uh, three seed goes to Wyzetta, and they'll face the pesky number six seed Armstrong Cooper. Just a quick side note, head coach uh, Pat O'Leary graduated from Armstrong Cooper, or, or Armstrong, Armstrong, sorry. And finally, the two-seed, Benil St. Margaret's, will take on Holy Angels, the seventh seed in the Catholic school bash. Uh, who wants to go first on 6AA? Just kind of overview here, Carl. Sure. So, yeah, you've got some interesting, uh, you got two quarterfinals that will be all public schools and two that will be all private schools. <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, I, th- I thought Armstrong Cooper may have had a case for a higher seed, considering that they just beat Blake. But they just lost to Anoka, too. They had the, yeah. they had a six-game winning streak going against yeah. Anoka, and then they couldn't finish the deal. Had they beat Anoka, they could have walked out with a four seed. Yeah, they had an argument. How about you, Danny? What do you think of that seeding? Um, I, I think you phrased it best, Tony, in one of our text strings that, like, uh, Armstrong Cooper is a bad romance novel going on right now. <laughs> yeah, you want to fall in love with them, and then the next minute you're like, no, I'm dumping them. You beat Blake! You lost <laughs> to Anoka. <laughs> you beat Blake! You, get, you, know I mean? you gave me flowers! You haven't added me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I think they beat Centennial, right? But they lost yeah. Irondale twice. I mean, this team... Yeah. All over the map. All over the map. If they beat Wyzetta, it will be an epic victory. And I think it will be an awesome for section hockey. But it's possible. Yeah, that's the sort of thing you can see Wyzetta doing, too. You, you know, very like they could happen. They could beat Edina or they could lose to Armstrong Cooper. Cause that's just how, how they play. And this is a pretty tight-knit group, this Armstrong Cooper kids. I've followed them all the way along to the Squirts, Peewees, Bantams. They've had a lot of success. They've played a lot of hockey together. I wouldn't be surprised if they could pull something like that off. I'm not picking them, but I could. I wouldn't be surprised to see this group pull it off. Um, on the top half, I'm going Edina, and I'm going to pick Blake over. Uh, I'm going to pick Edina over them on the top half. And on the bottom half, uh, I'm going to go Wyzetta. I think I just I've seen them in the section semifinal the last three or four years over at um, at Big, and they just seem be ready to go when they get to that section Saturday. That More than any team uh, that I can remember, uh, dating all the way back to that fight game, I think they lost them in Atonka, but 
they, they, they just seem ready to go. They just seem ready to go. They'll be primed and ready to go. So I'm going to go section final. Yawn, yawn is going to be Minnetonk, excuse me, Edina, and uh, why is that? A, it's a late conference party at Mary Uchi. Yeah, it's going to be. All right, uh, let's hear it, Carl. Well, I I think I'm going to pick the same thing, actually. Um, I will I will take Creighton over Blake. I, I, I keep waiting for Creighton to do something. I, I can't give up on him yet, so maybe they'll, now they'll finally finally <laughs> win a significant game, but it just hasn't happened all season. Uh, I, but I think Edina is the class of this section, so they'll roll through to the final. And otherwise, end up an ill game. Assuming those two move through will be very interesting. Uh, in the case of a young upstart team coming up against a team that's been there before in this type of situation more recently. Yeah, but Ken Polly's been there before, True. too. Yeah. But you know, this is in his first time, though. Yeah. This is in his first section, big section game. Danny, I can't wait to hear what you guys say because Carl and I agree. So I want you to disagree with us. At least try. Um, well, I'm going to go with Blake instead of Creighton. <laughs> so that is one point of disagreement. Um, yep. but that's just I having seen that too. game on Tuesday. Yeah. I, okay. Um, I see Dinah beating either. I think it's going to be St. Louis Park out of that Hopkins one. Um, and then Wyzetta and Benilde are going to play on section Saturday. And I, I just see Wyzetta coming out of that. And to your point, Tony, you know, why is that it always comes to play in the playoffs? And they already play with tight sticks. You know, Benilde hockey doesn't always transfer well in the playoffs. And I think they're a year away. I, I really think Benilde next year could win this section pretty easily. I think you're right. I think I think Benilde is the favorite and a top five team next year. When you consider what Edina is losing. Yeah, I, I, you know, they've lost a lot. And they're not, there's not, not a lot coming in. You know, they might they have a couple of freshmen and a couple of sophomores that might turn the tables. But I just see as Benilde being the class of the section next year. This will be their learning moment. If, if not, you know, I, I could see them getting all the way to the section final. And they kind of gave Edina a tough game over at Braemar early on in the season. But I, I still think it's it's the uh, Edina Wyzetta show for one more year. And then after that, it's going to get fun. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me know one thing on that. So teams that make it to section finals and then like are projected to do really well the next year sometimes stumble um, the following year. We see that sometimes with Prior Lake in years past. This year, I would almost say Andover was like a number one, you know, in the state type of thing, and they've slowly dipped down everybody's rankings. Um, so I don't, you know, I think it would be. Better if they lost in the semifinals. They have more to come back for. But that's just my opinion. Andover's number four in the state. They They're number games. one section. They lost two, two games. games. That's not exactly faltering. Well, okay. They, okay, so they're the four seed if they make it to state and everybody else does? That's where I come in on Andover right now. I mean, it just so happens that the top four teams are in different sections this year. I, I think Andover's had a great year, and they are primed. They they just have something. To, they're going to do something that no one's done, is winning at Amsoil or the deck. Those, those teams don't do that. Metro teams don't win there. And we'll get to there. Actually, are we there? Are we there? I think we're there. We're, we're done. Are we done with 6AA? We've made our picks, right? We all think it's a 1-2. We've all picked the 1-3. One, one Excuse me. We're all picking, uh, picking Wyzetta, and we're all picking Edina. And we've put a little bit of water on on uh, Danny's hot take that Benil won't be good next year. 
I said that they will be good. No, you said be careful because, you know, look at Andover. You know, they suck this year. You know, that's basically what you said. I can hang up the phone at any time. <laughs> it's so tempting, isn't it? Oh, you want to click me, don't you? All right, here we go. Uh, we are now to the Section 7 double. I'm in Section 7 AA right now. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, but I'm not feeling Andover. I'm not feeling very Andoverish because Andover is in the metro area. It's in Anoka County, right? That's pretty far away. That's a long ways away from here. Let's start out. Andover's the number one seed. They'll play uh, some teams. St. Francis. Some teams near them. them so. Oh, St. Francis won. Yeah. Okay, so St. Francis beats CI Cambridge Isani. Um and Forest Lake is the four seed. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, and they'll face Elk River, who's the five seed. Uh, Cloquet Esco Carlton, the three seed, will play Grand Rapids, and easily the best first round game of any of them <laughs> in the state. Uh, and then the two six two seven game is a, a kind of a beauty. Duluth East will play Duluth Marshall. Yeah, and a little bit of history between those two schools. Um, who wants to start here? Do you want? To, let's talk about with seven double A. We got to talk about the QRF yes, first. Yep. Can you explain in? 500 words or less what QRF is and why the sections do that, sure. Carl. So QRF. We all know, and a lot of people listening know, but just in case there's some noobs up to the show, explain what that is. Sure. So QRF is a ranking system that is optional for any section to use to do the seedings. And 7AA, due to past controversies, usually involving teams playing Duluth East. Collusion. <laughs> why would you say collusion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 there's this you know sense out there that Mike Randolph has these mas- magical powers of of persuasion over our coaches from Cambridge. So because of that, the section switched to QRF last season. Yes. Does, does it work or does it not work? Uh, this this season would be a, a vote in the no, it does not work category just because of where Forest Lake ended up. Now, why shouldn't Forest Lake be the four seed? Forest this Lake is going to be great, by the way. I don't really know, but I just knew this race of my brows up north. Forest Lake lost to... Okay, lost to Grand Rapids, lost to seven seed Duluth Marshall, which had six wins this season, and yet they are the four seed. Who they beat? They had to have defeated somebody no to get the extra points. No one in the section, other than maybe St. Francis. But um, what happens is, first off, there's a penalty for playing Class A teams in QRF, which to me makes zero sense. A team is a team, and you can rate them. You know, Hermantown should be, be rated along. Hermantown would be a top to ten double A team. A team, but. Grand Rapids gets penalized for playing Hermantown twice during the season badly. <laughs> yeah, that's so how QRF works. Yeah, so that's terrible. Yeah, that makes no sense. Especially when if you and I were doing rankings, and we and I, you and I both do rankings, I look at the Double A rankings. I think Hermantown would have been in the top ten all year in Double A. Yeah, Fair? yeah, all year. Borderline, if not for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Keep going. Yeah. So because of that, we got forced like at four. Um, you know, is it the biggest sin in the world? I don't think so. This is on the level of some of the past controversies we've had in this section. Right. So give it some credit there. But at the same time, they get a home game now <laughs> against an Elk River team that played a much tougher schedule. Way tougher. And, then, and, and you look at how Grand Rapids finished the season, too. You know, be, you know beating Cloquet, beating Wyzetta, going on a little roll, and they really don't get rewarded for it at all, at all because they got buried so much. Which, if they had a coaches' conference like everyone else does, I'm guessing Rapids would have been a four or five. I think Cloquet Rapids would have been the four or five. Oh, Cloquet still would have been three. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. It would have been 
Um, I think Elk would have been four, justifiably, because they beat Grand Rapids back in December. And then Rapids, and Rapids would have been the five. And, right. Yeah. Right. And Marshall would have been six, and Forest Lake would have been seven. They lost Marshall. Correct. 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 That's an interesting take. Danny, what do you think about this? Um, shenanigans. Um, yeah, I frankly agree with Carl, but it's going to be interesting now how this shakes out then, because this could make some interesting semifinal matchups. And especially at the bottom side of the bracket, I think Andover obviously has a clearer walk to the finals than, um, Duluth East, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think the Duluth East, again, sticking to seeds, I think the Duluth East Cloquet game with Dane Stoyanoff back in the lineup at uh, at the uh, Amsoil is going to be one of the top three games of the day. That If it happens, it'll be an excellent game. But Grand Rapids just beat Cloquet last week, so it may not happen. <laughs> oh, okay. Insert, if Grand Rapids plays Duluth East, I think that Grand Rapids Duluth East game that, that will bring back <laughs> some great memories from Amsoil over the last ten years. Yeah, the way the section wound up, we have a, basically a north side of the bracket and a south side of the bracket, so get some very entertaining rivalries going. I think it's going to be yeah. great. I think it will be fun. I think that Saturday will be outstanding, assuming we don't run into weather issues like we did last uh, year. I believe there's snow in the forecast. Don't let's don't jinx it. We've had a lot of bad weather, especially in this seven double A. Yeah. All right. I can email you guys out the planalytics for snow that come into my my email, so if you need those emails, I can send those. I can't wait to get onto your weather tracker emails. Thanks, Danny. Okay. So I need it for my top. job. Oh, great. Congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have a job. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank uh, you. All right, let's, let's go at the top half of the bracket. Uh, any, any, anyone going to go against uh, Elk River Andover in the semifinals? No, Elk River beat Forest Lake 6-3 earlier this season. Yep. And then anyone going to go against Andover in the top F? No. No. Okay. So I just want to get those out of the way so we, we all agree that it's going to be Andover, Elk River in the semis, and we all agree that Andover makes it to the section final. Now we can have some fruitful discussion here at the bottom. Uh, who's going to win that Grand Rapids-Cloquet game at Cloquet? Danny? Rapids. Better goal Carl. Carl. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids, huh? I just don't have faith in Cloquet. Wow. They've been, they've been so decent they've all season so, long. They've been so Chaska all yeah. season but, long. But not even that. They've been even Dee Dine or even Prairie the way Chaska did. They're just sort of almost there, but it's just never quite come together. And, and you know, I watched them play this past week. They had a couple televised games here. Uh, yeah, starting off back, great, but he's definitely a little rusty. I mean, if someone gets at him, he'll kill him. But <laughs> Right, right. Uh, I think yeah. it's a big factor. I think every day that Dane Stoinoff gets back on the skates, it just that team gets better and better. I'm going to pick Cloquet on home ice to win that game. Um, and then I'm obviously going to take East to win. And I I think East beats Cloquet in the semifinals, and they'll face Andover in a rematch of last year's doozy, I would say, uh, last year at Amazon, one of the best. Mm. And they've, been, they've had three in a row. They've had four. Six or seven in a row. <laughs> yeah, but the last three have been epic, and and then you go back seven eight years ago yeah, with the. I think it's been a one goal game every year since 
13. Ah, crazy. Yeah. And then you go to 11, which was yeah, probably the best of all time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it gets so good. Um, okay, so I, I've already launched my picks. I go Andover East in the finals. Uh, Carl and Carl and Danny, any, any chance that that's not going to happen? Danny's going to pick Grand Rapids. No, no, I, I have Rapids winning that first-round game. But it, Rapids in a semifinal against East just never ends well. And I can just remember all those sad moments of my life. Listen to KZY. There are a couple of scars from Patrick White. He, he got East in 2007. But, but yes, this, team does not, this Rapids team does not have Patrick White. <laughs> well, we are one section away from completing our double-A portion of the show. Um, this was a good one. I mean, there's five teams in Section 8 AA. I think wouldn't be surprised if someone told me uh, they're going to state. I'd be like, yeah, I could buy that. I could make a case for that. Let's start with the one seat, Moorhead. Uh, they earned that. Uh, they'll take on Rogers up at the Sports Center uh, later this week. Buffalo gets the four seat. They'll host St. Michael, who they completely dismantled uh, a week to ten days ago. Brainerd, where I was uh, last week, they'll host Bemidji. And then finally, the number two seed is Roseau. They'll take on St. Cloud at the Memorial Building. And they will host, if they win, uh, the Brainerd-Bemidji winner um, on Saturday. And then if Moorhead were to win, they would host the winner of Buffalo and St. Michael. All right, boys, this is a good one. There's good be, I, I'm hoping we're going to get some differing opinions here. Uh, especially let's start at the top, Carl. Yeah, so I think Moorhead Rogers may, may be the only easy, you know, for sure, sure thing in the first round, but definitely taking Moorhead there. Um, I'm also going to stick with Buffalo in, in their quarterfinal because they've been on a roll lately, and uh, I need to get the upset special here somewhere, so I'm going to say Buffalo over Moorhead, and that's heavy. <laughs> they've, they've been on a roll. Great I love that pick. I really love that pick. All right, uh, Danny, how about you at the top? At the top, um, obviously the Spuds coming out of that Rodgers matchup. I actually see St. Michael. I like Adam Flamang and Luke Leyland. I've seen them play this year. Um, that's a good one-two punch. Um, now, Buffalo might have the Brasinis and um, Mueller, but St. Michael's been there what, what before. What was the score last week? Yeah, what was, it was 8-1. to one. It was 8-1. to one. Well, I mean... And it's back in Buffalo. I just don't see them... I think they have their number. I don't see Buffalo losing to St. Michael. I also think that I might have a sinus infection right now, so I'm going to go with St. Michael. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm 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 easily going Buffalo. I don't know if I have the guts to pull off the Buffalo Moorhead. I think Moorhead's been to the section final, like, I don't know, 20 years uh, in a row. It's, obscene, yeah. it's obscene yeah. number. So you're telling me that this is the year – that they aren't in the section final? Sure. Wow. That is gutsy. I can't go that far. But I, I, I like Moorhead coming out of this section, out of this top half. We'll get to the section finals picks once they happen next week on the show. Uh, Brainerd Bemidji, I like Brainerd here. Brainerd's played great hockey all year long. Uh, I have a little Brainerd video I'm making. It'll come out maybe tomorrow, if not Tuesday. And then you got Rozo, who I love. They're going to beat St. Cloud. Um, I'm taking Rosa over Brainerd. I'm going to take Rosa over Brainerd. Home ice. Yeah. It's a really – look at what happened when uh, Moorhead went up there. 
right. been a slip and fall in the first period, and it was like four nothing. Right. Yep. I think the same out. thing could happen to Brainerd. Brainerd's got. A, I was up there interviewing the coach and doing this fun video. They get a lot. They had a lot of injured players this whole year. Now they're back 100% healthy. If they get a good win over Bemidji, that semifinal game Saturday will be really good hockey. Really good northern hockey. Danny, what's your take on the bottom? Um, Carl, did Geese play Brainerd this year? They did. Oh, who won that game? Oh, that would be Brainerd. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Brainerd coming out of the bottom half. I think for Rosso to come out of this bottom half, like you said, Tony, they need to score early and they need to score often. And, you know, taking Crookston into overtime this week really just put up some red plays for me. On home ice. Yeah. Yeah. That one really, there was a lot of eye scratchers here down the last 10 days. Rosso really seems to play the level of its competition pretty often because even St. Cloud, they barely beat St. Cloud, and they have them in the first round. So that's not a sure thing either. At St. Cloud, yeah, yeah, I agree. But, I agree. But this is, I, I think, for the same reason as Tony, though, because these games are going to be on Rosa Memorial, and I'm going to take the Rams through to the final. I think so too. I, I, I just the fact that they get the home ice all the way to the finals uh, was a huge seeding and a huge factor into why I think they'll make it as well. I'd love to see Brainerd make it. I'd love to see Brainerd go all the way to the state tournament. It would just be Really entertaining uh, for the state to see a, a new team come out, kind of like last year with St. Michael or a Buffalo. I think this year it'd be fun to see. It's fun to see new teams make their yeah. make make their make it to all the way to the. I think Buffalo is playing the way St. Michael was at this point last year. Yes, southern team that was kind of you know, lingering in obscurity for much of the regular season, but suddenly on a roll. Well, good happen. Yeah, if you're Moorhead right now, you gotta be going, man. I don't know if we want to play it and. and no, they had looked so good though on Saturday, Tony. They looked really, really good. They looked like a polished machine. They really looked good on Saturday. I I agree. Um, what I was going to say about Buffalo, Buffalo, uh, when Jake Brasini won our our Bantam Player of the Year, he took his team up, put them on the back in Moorhead, and beat like three top five teams back to back to back to back and won a tournament right in Moorhead. So it's not the first time this group of kids from Buffalo have strapped it on and went up to Moorhead and beaten a good team. So I don't think they're going to be too intimidated by what's going on in Moorhead. A huge shout-out to the Red and Black Leagues uh, for their sponsorship this year. Uh, Redandblackleagues.com, great league for spring hockey, ball hockey, whether you're coming out of the season or going into a season. Uh, a lot of great talent, a lot of uh, spectacular players have played in the Red Black League, now are, now are playing college hockey, junior hockey. If you're looking to, to get some serious hockey in a no-check environment, check out redandblackleagues.com. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Well, welcome back for our Class A discussion. I am Danny Ryan. Again, not joined with anybody. Carl and Tony are up in Duluth. Yes, we are. We are still here. We are uh, taking in 7AA, and we're now in 7A category. Yeah. A little A, single A hockey. A lot, lot, lot more teams in single A than there are double A. We're going to try to announce each and every team in each and every section, make our picks for section uh, semifinals and finals, and then next week we'll actually pick our section champions. We'll also be talking, uh, having a little article attached to the uh, – 
uh, on our website with all of our staff's picks, and you can compare your picks with ours uh, as we move into the state tournament, which will be at our doorstep in about 10 days, right? 12 days away, right, from picking who's going to the state tournament. State yeah. tournaments is some of those section finals are not far away. Why don't we get rolling uh, with a little 1A action? Uh, the number one seed, Mankato East Cougars, they'll play uh, the winner of Wasika Winona, um, and they'll host that one. Uh, Rochester Lourdes comes in as the number four seed. They'll play Mankato West, which lines up a pretty good section semifinal, East and West potentially there. Uh, the number three seed is Albert Lee. They'll face off with number six, Faribault. There's a seven and ten seed here. Uh, Austin will play host to La Crescent, uh, who is the 10th seed. I've seen La Crescent this year, and I wish I'd seen this team. Number two, Minnesota River gets the number two seed. Let's start there, Carl, and make a case for why Minnesota River deserves the one seed over Mankato East. I mean, this is the case of a team that just had such a strong season, and it's kind of a travesty that they're <laughs> top, top seed. I agree. I agree. They had a great year this year. Um a great, great record, great everything. I thought they had a, every right to that number one seed. Mankato East has has faltered again. When they went and played some big boys, they've proven that they're not really ready for a semifinal in the state tournament. So I can't wait to see this showdown when it actually happens in Rochester in, uh, in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to start at the top? Sure. Anyone thinking Mankato East could get beat by Wasika or Winona? No. No. Okay. Uh, and Lourdes and Mankato West. Anyone want to go on a limb here? I think West is playing some pretty good hockey over the last 10 days. and have got some great goaltending. Danny? Yeah, I like West in this one as well. I think it's going to be an East-West showdown for the semifinal. I do, the top too. Rocket. I do, too. So they're going to both have to caravan it down to Rochester <laughs> to play a game they could play in all seasons. All right. Uh, how about the bottom half of the bracket? Albert Lee Faribault? I don't know much about either of these teams. I know the head coach really well for Faribault, Dean Weasler, but uh, I know Albert Lee's had a good uh, stretch run as well. You know, they've had a few good games, so I you know, started looking at them to see, oh, is this a team that you know, is really a good sleeper pick? But they've also had some you know, completely questionable losses, too, so it's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Oh, well, that's the interesting thing. When you're searching, when you, I've done the rankings yeah. for for Class A all year long. You're looking for a team, like, oh, I need a team of 8, 9, and 10. And you can't find one because mm-hmm. they all have these stinker losses. And Albert Lee's another one of those teams I've done quite a bit of research, and I can't help but put them about the three or four spot here. I still think they've got a little bit more meat on the bone than Fairbolt. Fairbolt doesn't have a JV. Mm. This is their squad. What you see is what you get. Uh, I think that Albert Lee's depth will prevail in that game. And at the bottom, I don't think anyone's going to beat Minnesota River. I think they're going to be the team that I end up picking to go to the state tournament. Yeah, I think I may end up doing the same thing. So East-West, Danny, who do you like in that one? Um, East-West, East I'm going to pick East in that one. Ah, it's close. It's it's kind of like a Kennedy-Jefferson. It's kind of like, you know, a Cloquet-Duluth-East. It's like throw the records out, you know, it's type of game. I agree. I think I got East going all the way to the section final at the top. Uh, Carl, you too? Uh, yeah, and I think I'll actually take Lords in the in the first game, too. So Okay. All right. Changing things up a little bit. Someone has to. Someone has to. And at the bottom, Albert Lee and Minnesota River. 
Uh, Carl and I have been bullish on Minnesota River all year. How about you, Danny? Um, well, I'm going to take pick Elbert Lee in the top one, and I'll obviously pick Minnesota River in the bottom one, but I'm going to pick Elbert Lee in the upset on the bottom side of the bracket. Elbert Lee, who tied the number one seed in Section 1 AA, you never know. <laughs> That's Hastings if you're not a AA fan. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota River and uh, Mankato East here. Any other thoughts on uh, 1A from you guys? Here's here's my thoughts on Minnesota River. That's a traditionally a 3A team, and traditionally those teams are very hard to pick in the playoffs. Well, that on top of that, all of their schedule is in 3A as well. Mm-hmm. So they don't have really any much to compare against in the 1As. Like the Hastings situation. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That's a good take, Danny. We'll move on to 2A, which used to be arguably the best section in the state, hands down, uh, when Breck was a powerhouse and and Delano was a a power and Blake was in the section. And and now it's a bit watered down. Uh, The number one seed is Orno, the defending state champions. They'll play the winner of Bloomington Kennedy Providence Academy. Those don't strike me as 8-9 type teams, Providence and Kennedy. They're both playing some pretty good hockey lately. Um, I saw Kennedy beat Double-A Jefferson just 10 days ago. So that that should be an interesting matchup between uh, Kennedy and, and Providence. And then in the 4-5 game, it's funny to say Breck is a four seed, by the way. They've been just the, the kings of this section for so long. They play Waconia, who don't sleep on Waconia. We were doing some research on Litchfield, and we saw Wait, Litchfield's probably going to state or a good chance to go to state. They've lost to Oconia twice. So keep an eye on that game. The 3-6 game is Mound West Tonka, Minneapolis. That was a good game. I believe they played last year, Danny, didn't they, over at Parade? Um, Orno and Orno, um, Minneapolis. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Breck beat Mound in the semifinal. That was it. That was it. And then yep. finally, the last game, number two seed Delano will take on the seven seed Southwest Christian Richfield. I can't wait to get to that one. All right. Uh, on the, anyone have some thoughts about this section, the seeding process, sleeper teams, something you might see coming out of this one? Yeah, you know, it looks like a fairly straightforward section in many ways, though I will say that it doesn't have really have a, a top end team that it's had in past years, but it is still fairly deep with decent teams. So. It would be crazy to see upsets in the four, five, three, six games, and even some of the other ones might be a little closer than two, seven, one, eight games normally are. But at the same time, I struggle to pick against most of the top seeds here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up. This is one of my hot takes, like Uh-oh. a three flamer emoji one. I think any team in this section can go, except maybe Providence. Any one of these yeah, teams I... can get, uh, can get on a roll and go. I really do. I can make a case for just about every team in this section to make it. Danny? Um, I have seen Providence. I agree with that. Um, Orno, I think, is the most complete team from top to bottom. Um, But the teams to watch out for, the lower half of the bracket, I think that's an upset. It's special. Which one, Southwest Christian or Minneapolis? Both. I do, too. I think they're both prime. Southwest Christian has everything to – nothing to lose, they, and they play that way. They play a really aggressive style of hockey. Uh, Delano has kind of 
hasn't had a great finish to their season. And I, I would argue that Southwest Christian, please, if you're Delano, Garrett, Van Bergen, do not sleep on Southwest Christian. You should have gone to watch them a couple times this year. This is not the team that played JV only a couple of years ago. This is a good team. And they and they and they will beat Delano if Delano is not playing sharp. And yeah, then Minneapolis saw, the same same take. I saw Southwest Christian this week. They probably have one of the top goaltenders in the state. What do you think of their 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 line configurations? Did you like the I way that, they played? I, I, yeah, I like the way they played. They had a couple good players. Um, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but number fifteen really stood out to me. Um, they they're faster than they look. They have a pretty decent top line, and for a Delano squad that really has not been that impressive, I'm actually kind of surprised that they snuck away with the two seed here. Um, they tied Mount, I think, yesterday. So I just I gotta go Southwest Christian in that one. All right, yeah. So we all we kind of like that. So let's go let's go with our picks. Um, one one the one eight nine game. Uh, do we all agree that Arnold's gonna win that game? Yep. All right. Um, Breck Waconia four five. Anyone want to go against Breck on this one? Sure. You're gonna go. You're gonna Why go not? Waconia. Yeah. I mean, they've got a couple of good wins. I think they beat West Mound. I think so yeah. too. I think they got a nice record. I don't. I just for some reason it just. I can't pull the trigger. I, I've, I've been doing this the entire night. I cannot pull the trigger oh, on yeah. some of these traditional powers. He's really gun shy. I'm going to go Breck. I'm going to go Orno Breck, which will be a really good game. It will repeat the section of the section final last year. The bottom, like we talked, spent more time on than the top. Um, I'm going to go Minneapolis because I'm a Minneapolis kid, and I'm going to go Southwest Christian. We're going to get, get a six-seven game. Six-seven game to get to the section final. I agree. I think those are the – every one of these games has got upset potential. Um, Kennedy's beating Jefferson. Kennedy's playing loosey-goosey. I could see Kennedy beating Arnold. I really That's could possible. see it. Like I said, every one of these teams has got potential to go to state, which makes it a fun section to watch. Mm-hmm. Danny, any final thoughts on 2A? Um, Kennedy beat Mound as well. So yeah. I, I, I see <laughs> – but they're the three seed, so that's where I, I have a couple of questions with them. I, I got Minneapolis coming out of that one, Southwest Christian, and Minneapolis and Orono playing in the second final. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have – I have to get, get to the section final, too. I'm going to go Orono and Southwest Christian. Okay. I'm going to be boring and stick with the fun with Tonka and Delano on the bottom half of the bracket, and so I'll take have an Orono Mountain final. That is the most boring pick yeah. ever. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We're going crazy okay. up here picking Southwest Christian, and you go Orno Delano. I pick Mount. No. Oh, oh, you pick Mount. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, uh, one other programming note on this section. Historically, this the, the these playoff games have been played at um, at Parade Ice Garden. It's been moved to St. Louis Park Rec Center. Any thoughts on that one, Danny? Oh, and then the um, vanilled Holy Angels game is getting played on rink two at St. Louis Park Rec Center. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> they lost 85 people. Why? The first Why? game they played at Tria. The second game they played at Standing Room Only. This makes 
makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. There was actually I someone tagged me. I don't know if it was Instagram or on Twitter. It was some kid from I don't know Orno or Mound or something tagged me. There's actual petition, uh, a change dot org petition to move <laughs> the sections out of St. Louis Park back to Minneapolis. Yeah, like, I mean, this is where it should be. Right, right. Oh, it's an unbelievable venue. It's packed. Wow, yeah. the ceiling's low. It's Danny can walk. It's really good. It's uh, really good there. I'm sure there's a logical explanation of why it's not a parade, but uh, we don't know that answer. It's prepping right. for hockey well, day move. next year, Tony. Yeah, that's probably why. Let's move <laughs> out west a little bit further uh, to Section 3A. No surprise, Marshall takes the number one seat. They'll play the winner of Wilmer and Worthington at the 8-9 play-in game. Uh, Hutch gets the five seed. They'll take on Laverne, who's the four seed. New Ulm is the three seed. They'll take on Wyndham, who's the six seed. And the 7-10 play-in game is Redwood Valley and Fairmont. The winner of that will take on LDC, Litchfield, Basel, Colcato. I don't see a lot of surprises on the um, – uh, section seeding, Marshall strikes me as the number one seed, Litchfield the number two, and then after that, unlike 2A, I don't see anybody winning this section except Marshall or Litchfield. Carl, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, maybe a very outside chance for New Ulm, but yeah, this is a much more straightforward section. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I do too. Danny, any thoughts on the overview of the section before we get into picks? I I actually agree with that too. I mean, Litchfield's the returning section winner, and they have a pretty decent squad, and Marshall's been humming along all season. Yeah, Marshall beat Minnesota River late in the season, which to me solidified them as as a state contender. Litchfield has been suit. We talked about earlier in 2A, been super up and down. They've got some good wins. They've played some tough schedule. But losses to Waconia twice raises a major red flag. Is that a state, is that a state tournament team if you lose to Waconia twice? Yeah, maybe out of 3A. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that impressive for me from a resume perspective. Let's start at the top. Anybody going to pick Wilmer or Worthington over Marshall? No. 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 Okay. How about Hutch Laverne? Again, i got to admit, not to be a hockey snob, not a lot of research on this one. Um, I'm going to go – I'll go Laverne. On this one, yeah. Anyone gonna go Hutch? Untempted, but that's a long bus trip. Yes, it is. And anything's a long bus trip to Laverne. Right. So, are we all agree that Laverne's gonna win that one? Yes, I think so. All right. So we go Marshall Laverne in the semis, and then New Ulm Wyndham, uh, the three seed. I think New Ulm's got a little bit more hockey players. You know, a little bit more hockey history. I'm going New Ulm in that one, and then I'm stuck on Litchfield, Basel, uh, all the way to the finals uh, here as well in the bottom. Anybody taking New Ulm in the bottom? Nope. It's Litchfield, Marshall, uh, on a collision course. I think so, too. Danny, any thoughts on that? I, I agree. Obviously, 3A is kind of a black hole in my hockey knowledge, but, I, you know, if you look, Marshall, Laverne, New Ulm, Litchfield, I think since Hutchinson was last in the tournament, those are your consistent section winners out of this one. Yeah, so we both all we all see it the same. Uh, Marshall Litchfield in the finals uh, over at so that's the one at Gustavus, correct? Mm-hmm. And well, that's where we'll leave it at that. We'll we'll move on to 4A, which has got some really good hockey teams. The number 
two team in the state, Totino Grace, is the number one seed. They'll play the winner of Simley Sibley, the dreaded Simley Sibley game. Great rivalry. What a rivalry there. And then the four seed picks up the five twelve. I said there are more teams in, in single A. St. Paul Academy, the five. They'll host over at Great St. Paul Highland Park, a battle of public private in St. Paul. Uh, the winner of that will play St. Paul Johnson. That's the St. Paul bracket. Thing. It really is. Uh, and then South St. Paul, the sixth seed, plays host to Minnehaha, this 11th seed. Um, they'll, they'll, the winner of that will go down to Northfield, which makes Oof. no sense at all. And we'll get to Red Wing in just a minute. Why these teams are in this section, it's the, the definition of gerrymandering if I've ever seen it in my life. Red Wing and Northfield should be in one. I just... I'm, I'm just going to end it right there. That's not even a one-flame pick. That's just a simple pick. And the second there. 12 team. Yes. Like, it why are makes they no there? sense. All right. Uh, so Northfield will host that. And then the last game, Matamita will host the winner of Gentry Academy and Red Wing. Um, well, we've got a little bit of work here in the play-in games before we can actually get to the <laughs> section final. So let's start play-in game one, Simley Sibley. Does anybody care? I cannot tell you a thing about either of those teams. I know that I, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, my son's good friend, uh, Jacob, uh, played on Simley last year, and he says they're terrible. So <laughs> this is our intel. there's my intel on Simley. And I always make fun of him. I said, did you go to Simley? He goes, there's a big difference between Simley and Simley. I'm like, yeah, one letter. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going Simley on this one. Uh Danny? Yeah, those are St. Thomas's two public school rivals, if you want to know. Um, but, yeah, Simley on this one, Sibley is uh, more of a basketball school, and Simley is a wrestling school, so neither of which have been hockey schools. All right, St. Paul Academy, St. Paul Island Park. I'm going to go FTA on that one. Yeah. Anybody going to ch- challenge that pick? That's much fun as it would be to pick the cops. Uh, no. No. Uh, and then South St. Paul, Minnehaha Academy. I'm going South St. Paul over Minnehaha Academy. Yeah. Who, isn't Minnehaha Academy in our in our transfer property? Like they beat, they, they beat they, Eveleth. They did they in the first game of the yeah. season. They beat Eveleth. Yeah. Eveleth beat Chaska Champ from Chaska, right? Yep. Chaska beat right Dinah, right? Yep. Right? So, right? so Minnehaha is going to state. Minnehaha's shouldn't be the 11th seed. No. Yeah. All right. I'm still picking South St. Paul. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, Gentry Academy Reading. This is two, like, com- teams that are completely different. Yeah. Um, I think Gentry's slowly but surely getting better. They've had a few good games over the course of the season. Yeah. yeah I'm taking Gentry in this yeah. one. How about you, Danny? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Gentry on this one as well. I, Red Wings just – I they haven't been there recently. No, it's been it's been a long time since Johnny Pole. The ghost of Johnny Pole still still haunts us. All right, so now we have a pretty much a consensus that'll be Totino Grace and Simley. Uh, no one's going to argue that Totino will win that one. And then St. Paul Johnson versus St. Paul Academy. I still like St. Paul Johnson in this one. Anyone want to pick the uh, Spartans in this one? I'm not. No. No. Danny? No. No, I, I think Johnson's Johnson's actually played pretty decent recently, too. All right. And then Northfield, South St. Paul. This one could get interesting. Um, anyone going to pull an upset pick on this one over Northfield? 
You know, if Gentry had slipped in as a six seed, I might have been tempted there, but uh, I'm not with South St. Paul. All right. I'm going to take South St. Paul over Northfield in this one. Okay. Northfield uh, has lost to New Prague. They do. Um, yeah, and then, but New, New Prague's a double-A team, and Northfield usually has success in the playoffs, as we've seen. Okay. Yeah, they gave Montemita a great run last season. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Montemita against Gentry. Anyone going to take Gentry in this one? Yeah. I don't no. think so. If, if Gentry had gotten a different opponent, maybe you get the interesting but Montemita. I don't think so. So we have Montemita. Uh, I'm taking South St. Paul, but I think Montemita beats South St. Paul. Anyone want to take your Northfield over Montemita? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Danny? No, this is Totino Montemidi the whole way. There's a lot of teams here, but there's only two really good teams. I agree. No, I agree. Two teams. We can move on after this one. We all agree it's going to be Totino and Montemidi in the in the final, right? Yep. All right. Okay. Any any other things that popped out to you? Uh, the seating, uh, where they're going to play the section final, any of that stuff? Anything out of the norm here before we move on to five A? Yeah, there's twelve. Yeah, there's 12 teams in this section. They really need to break up this section next go-around. Well, well Totino's leaving, so we, we've, got, we've got them out of there for sure. Yeah. Yep. Maybe another team, too. It's possible. Yeah, some Red Week back south or something, or Northfield, one of the two. Yeah, I would love it if one of those – I wish that the southern Minnesota teams in the 507 would play 507. Mm-hmm. Just give us the best 507. And why are you moving Montemini – I mean, moving Northfield into northeastern – Metro suburbs. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Well, right. Redway and Northfield aren't even next to each other. They're south, but they're not close. I know, but they're five oh seven. That's my. The yeah. fact that they're five oh seven. No, the fact that Montemita is a northern like suburb that's like Stillwater, and then they're playing Red Wing or or Northfield. Northfield is down thirty five. You pass that on the way to Elbert Lee. They should be with Elbert Lee. Sorry. I agree. No, we aren't. There's no one arguing this on this show. All right, no. let's move to 5A. This is a juicy one. This kind of reminds me of 2A, where there's six or seven teams. Like, I could see the seven team going all the way to the state tournament. You know, I haven't even looked yet, but it's just seemed one of those really weird. This team beat that team, that team beat this team. This is a transitive property, I don't know, dream or nightmare, depending on how you want to look at it. But the number one seed who's got some really checkered losses and ties on their record, Monticello, they'll play the winner of Northern Lakes, Becker, Big Lake. I don't, we, we can get to that one later. Uh, and then Pine City will take on Chisago at Chisago uh, in the 4-5 game. That's one of the best first-round games, I think, uh, in the lot in the whole state. And then you have Sock Rapids, Rice, and Legacy Christian, the winner of that game in the 6-7, will take on Princeton, who I think is a pretty questionable three seed, if you ask me. And then there's Mora Malacca as the seven seed, will play Moose Lake, the 10 seed. The winner of that will get North Branch, who I think is another questionable seed at number two. I think that Pine City has earned their way into the to a higher seed, same with Chisago Lakes. But all that said, you got four or five teams here who can all punch their ticket all the way to uh, the XL Energy Center. Anyone want to make any early notes on this before we get into the picks about this section? 
Uh, yeah, like like you said, there are a couple different ways this one could have gone. In the seeding wise, it's, it'll be tight and interesting. Uh, a lot of these teams sort of beat up on each other over the course of the season, so nothing taken for granted here. Monticello kind of has become the giant of this section a couple times defending champs, and of course finished second a couple of years ago. But I think they're a little fitter than, than in the past couple of years. They are also the giant in in the. Uh, Enrollment too, yeah. <laughs> to the delight of the other 5A team. Yeah, I mean, the enrollment at Monticello High School and the campus at Monticello High School compared to Pine City, it's, it's like night and day. You know, these, this isn't apples and apples type of situation. These teams are small, small schools, and Monticello legitimately is a double-A-sized team and sized enrolled school. Um, but I think they're the true number one. I think uh, when they get to the semifinals, because they will get to the semifinals, um, they'll face a really good team in Chisago or Pine City. Who's going to win that Chisago-Pine City game, Danny? Um, I've been told all season that this team in Pine City is pretty good. I forget who's been telling me this, but I think it might they might have a podcast. I don't know. And by the transitive property, I mean, Pine City might be one of the best teams in the state. So we've been told, yeah. And they've won 15 games. That's right. So they, you won they have 15 told games. They've reminded me of that a few different times. <laughs> I, I still think they have a, a, a better resume than Chicago. I, don't, I think this game should be played in Pine, and I'm thinking that Pine City is going to win this game. Do I think they're going to beat Monticello and go to state? No, but I think that they're better than Chicago and they win this game. Anyone going to go against the uh, Dragons on this one? Yeah, with apologies to our Pine City boys, I'm going to go with the uh, Chicago. No, I got Pine wow, City in this hurts. one. That hurts. That hurts. Drew, that was Carl. If you couldn't pick up on the voice inflection, that was Carl picking against you. I'm and you can put him, add him to your doubt list, okay? Add him to your doubt list. I'm going to get tweeted at this week. Yes, you will. All right, let's go to the bottom half. Let's go to the bottom half. Uh, Princeton will take on Sock Rapids. Uh, I'm assuming uh, Legacy Christian hasn't quite turned the corner yet. Uh, who, who, who do you it's like? Coming, it's coming. And I don't see I don't see Sock Rapids giving Princeton the game either. Any of you guys like any picking upset there? Nope. I don't no, either. No. And then Mora Malacca, um, they're going to get by Moose Lake. Can they get by North Branch? I don't think that's happening either. No. So we got Nor- the North Branch. Princeton matchup uh, on the bottom half. Anyone got a take on North Branch or Princeton? Uh, I'm going to go Princeton in this one. Hmm. I uh, Early on in the show, I talked about uh, the, the wonderment of our very first Squirtacular tournament. We pulled out the uh, program. Well, we had an A division and a B division. North Branch, with this group of kids, won the B division. They beat an Edina Squirt B team. And who, Brady Meyer? Hey, Brady Meyer was not on that okay. team. Brady was a senior. These, this Brady actually played in the Big Pumpkin uh, for Forest Lake the next fall, actually. He was playing for Forest Lake before okay. he went back to play in North Branch with his brother, an older brother who played in North yeah. Branch, which ended up taking him back to North Branch. But it was a fun group of kids. They were wildly intense and... Uh, they still haven't changed a bit. I like North Branch going all the way to the section final and playing either Pine or Monticello. Um, so I have North Branch 
Uh, Danny's got Princeton. Who do you got in this one? I feel like I'm going one-two everywhere, but I'm doing it again here. So you're going to so, stick with North Branch. That's the Vikings. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're good at the bottom, um, and we've picked – anyone going to pick Monticello uh, to get upset, or is, are we going to stick with Monticello at the top, too? Sticking with them. You're going Monticello. Danny, who do you got in that top half? Monticello. I saw the Moose play um, on Friday, and I actually like the Moose. I think they have a pretty good sophomore goaltender as well. Hmm. Okay, so you're going Monticello. Um, I'm going to go all the way. Um, I'm going to go Pine City all the way. It's kind of like my White Bear Lake pick earlier in the show. I'm going Pine City the entire way, which basically puts the official curse on the Dragons, just like I've done to Jefferson over the past uh, 18 years since I moved to Bloomington. So, sorry, Drew. I'm picking Pine City all the way. Yeah, I'm not sure if you should love or hate the fact that you're picking them all the way. (laughs) I actually think, like I said, I think there's four or five teams. This is the one I'm going with. It's going to be Pine City over North Branch, which wouldn't be anything sweeter because those two teams are bordering towns. That would be one of the most hated and heated games you will ever see over at the Elk River. If those two teams play each other, it would be – there would be fights in the parking lot. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it won't be, be in that high. lobby. It would be – yeah, it won't be in the lobby, that's for sure. <laughs> Not enough room to throw a punch. Oh, do we throw do we throw it down on poor Elk River's lobby every every chance we can? All right, any other thoughts on five A before we move on to likely the best section in the state? No, let's do it. Let's do it. Six A, which is really good. A lot of four or five really good teams that could make a deep run into the state tournament if given the chance. But first, we talked play-in games. It already happened in the second. Oh, it did. Who won, Wadena or Breckenridge? Uh, Breckenridge won, won six to three over Wadena. Upset. And- Prairie Center beat Forest five to four. Okay, so the nine beat uh, the eight, and they'll play St. Cloud Cathedral. No one's picking anyone. To, we're not picking against that one. We can move past that one, right? Yeah. And then there's River Lakes as the five seed will travel to Little Falls. I don't think – I don't really know much about either of those teams. Little Falls had a couple decent showings at times this season. Okay, and then Alexandria Fergus, which is a decent game. And then down, Sartell gets the number two seed, uh, and they'll take on Prairie Center. I don't think anyone beating best Sartell. My take is I think Alexandria should be the, the, the two seed here over Sartell. Yeah, it's the case of the head-to-head meeting, right. really deciding it for the coaches, even though I think everyone would agree that Alexandria has a better season. Agreed. Um, I like Alexandria into the finals, and I like St. Cloud Cathedral into the finals. Uh, unless you guys have a big discussion on, on or a big take on Sartell or maybe an upset out of Little Falls or River Lakes. What do you think? Mm, I don't see it happening. I think the, the top three are the clear top three here. I think so, too. Danny, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, Alex and Sartell were supposed to play at the end of the season, but because of um, the snow knobby, they, they got canceled. So that's kind of why they had to go back to mid-season where – I, don't, I wouldn't say Alex was playing great hockey at that point either. No, I think they're playing really well right now, and I think they're actually playing the best out of any team in this section. Probably are. And I'm not surprised. I'm going to take them to go uh, when we get to that part of it. I'm going to take them to make it to the state tournament. But so far, for as far as discussion is concerned, it's going to be a repeat in the section final as far as I'm concerned. St. Cloud Cathedral, way too much firepower up top. 
and Alexandria, they have the best goalie in the section, and I think they have uh, the best line in the section as well. Yep. You won't get any, any disagreement from me. I think those two are in a collision course again. Yeah, and I, and I would bet, just like our broadcasted games, and just like the section final, it will probably go to overtime. It has to be decided in overtime again. Danny, any other thoughts on 6A? Yeah, I think the speed of Cathedral will be the difference maker in this one. Um, they were one of the top teams that I've seen all uh, in Class A all season. You know, it really hurts missing Nate Warner, but, you know, at moments they still look pretty strong. They took Hermantown to overtime without Warner in the lineup. The second half of their season has been kind of a mystery to me, but I'm, I'm still going with Cathedral in this one. I think it's just kind of worn them down, trying to you know lift the lift the rock without without Warner, and I'm not taking nothing away from from uh, Cathedral. I just think their defensive core is really solid, but it, it just it's it's kind of it has worn that worn them down, as kind of kind of like the tread on a tire. I think the tire is getting a little bit bald, sure, and they're yeah. getting tired here at the end of the season. That's the only explanation I can come up with. It, it strains everything when you have a top player go down like that. And... You know, everyone has to pick up some of the load across the board. It's kind of like an adrenaline thing, you know. He's gone for two or three weeks, you, your adrenaline kicks in, but now after five or six weeks, it's going to be... This is reality. Yeah, reality's kicking in here, and we don't have a third line anymore, and they had a decent third line when Danny and I saw him, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that there's just not enough firepower there uh, to kind of sustain that. Their blue line is really good. They have three great defensemen. I think that that could be the difference for them to get to the state tournament, but if they don't, I think everything will come back to, yeah, well, they didn't make it because Warner got hurt. All right, let's move on. We're in 7A territory up here in Duluth. Uh, Carl and I are. Uh, last night, Hibbing Chisholm beat Proctor. Did you see this goal, by the way? No, I didn't. Yeah, oh, I did. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, and, and please, hopefully we don't have any Proctor fans listening in. It's easily one of the worst goals oh, no. in high school hockey history. Let me first start. And, and, and there's a puck comes out to the blue line, and it's trickling down the sideboard. The goalie decides, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to play it. And he plays it right to a Hibbing guy. Hibbing guy gets the puck. Goalie scrambles back to the net. Hibbing guy shoots the puck. It kind of trickles. It doesn't, it doesn't even fire. It trickles and goes through his legs. It gets better, right? Now, the Hibbing guy makes probably one of the worst sellies of all time. And he kind of goes to celebrate with his teammates or not. And then he runs over to the, to the Hibbing fans and jumps into the glass. Meanwhile, the camera stays on the poor Proctor goalie who's hatcheting the net with his stick. <laughs> like, this is an 8-9 glorified. It is 8-9 personified. Bad goal, bad teams, bad celly, bad camera work, bad everything. It was so bad. Yes. Thank you, Randy, for giving us a real glimpse on the 8-9 game. Randy, <laughs> doing pretty good right now. It's four wins for Hibbing now. Yes, it was. And that was a hometown uh, hero, um, Blake, I believe it's pronounced. It's spelled B-L-A-C-E, Tomberlin. But Tomberlin got that game-winning goal. Uh, they'll play Hermantown, and I think we know the result of that one, right? Yeah, I think the, the dream run comes to an end now. Yes, it will definitely end there. Um, interesting here. Um, I, I screwed this one. up, Tony. Okay. So the Virginia okay, so Avalanche. North Shore 5? 
<laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I screwed right, up I how I it. sent you guys this over. I got, yeah. I got it here. The brackets backwards. This is, this is a doc. I'm reading a document that Danny sent us. So Virginia's the four seed. They'll host Evelyn Gilbert in a, you know, bar, bar room brawl, yep. uh, in the four or five. The winner of that team will play game will play Hermantown in the semifinals at Amsoil. The three seed is Greenway. No surprise. They'll take on the six seed, uh, North Shore. And then the seventh seed is International Falls. They'll hold oh, lost to Ely. Yeah, 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 they did last night. Yeah. Ely won playoff win in over ten years. So congrats to Timberwolves. And I don't know if anyone else saw this, but Denfeld tweeted out their game time against International Falls. Really? Ago. So there was some Ely kids. Ely kids. I love it. Good crap for that. I love it. I got a chance to meet uh, the. I, I don't have his name often, but I met the coach. For Ely this past yeah, sorry he's, he's a Heath grad. He's a hearing impaired. Yeah, he's played hearing impaired hockey. Coaches hearing impaired hockey, and he's making a real bold statement uh, in Ely about keeping players in Ely. You know, they lost Joey Pierce. They've lost players away, and they're building a youth program. He's working with the mites. He's got young kids. I think this guy can really. I mean, Grant, this is really really early in the process, mm-hmm. but I think at the end of the day. He can rebuild. I, I have faith that this guy can build a, a nice program in Ely. Um, the winner, so Ely will take on Duluth Denfield. I think their run will end there. Yeah. Denfield is playing really, really good hockey right That's now. Right. Um, and then the winner of that game will play the Greenway North Shore. Are we going to argue on Greenway North Shore? Will North Shore be able to do anything no. in Greenway? No. I don't either. So at the bottom, it's going to be Denfield. And Greenway, let's talk a little bit more, spend more time there, because I don't think there's much discussion in the top half as there is the bottom half. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that Greenway-Denfeld game. Sure. The last time they played, Denfeld won, and that's probably why they have the two seed. Mm-hmm. Although, their goalie, Easty, is that his name? Yep. Easty, who almost beat East, by the way, made 50-plus saves or 40-some saves to beat Greenway. Can they yep. do it again? Uh, first, I don't think so. I'm going to make one quick note on North Shore. They're, they're, uh, Louis St. George and the Blue Seas Beautiful article. article on awesome. I read coach. it. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. I encourage everyone to check that one out. But North Shore, sorry, you're going to lose Greenway. Um, yes. And I think I think Greenway is going to win this this rematch with Denville, though. I think they I have too much talent. They want that rematch with Hermantown. You know they want it bad. Yeah. And, yeah, there's just a little too much there. For, if for you've Denville. been listening to the show the entire process, we talked a lot about Holy Family wanting a shot at at uh, Minnetonka. Very same kind of taste mm-hmm. in the mouth for, for Greenway. How about you, Danny? Any thoughts on the bottom half game, assuming we get the Denfeld and Greenway matchup? Um, Carl, do you know how healthy Greenway is right now? I believe everyone's back. Okay. Which is, Which is part kind of the equation. Yeah, I think that's like the first time all season that they can really say that. I, I'm going to go Greenway, too. I I think the will to win, to be the sacrificial lamb to Hermantown, is just you know too much for them. I don't know if it's sacrificial lamb yet, but uh, we all agree that Hermantown will knock out either Virginia or Evelyn Gilbert, correct? Yeah. Evelyn. Uh, I know Danny does because you just said sacrificial lamb, so I'm assuming <laughs> you're saying Hermantown goes all the way through. And I think that the same. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with uh, Greenway uh, all the way beating Denfeld. So I think we agree on this section almost. Who are we picking in the, in the Virginia Evelyn game, though? That's... 
I'm going to go with Eveleth. I'm going hometown. I think Danny and I have a soft spot for Eveleth. So. All right. I'll go hometown, uh, Bree Capaletti Rita at the Miners. I'm going I'm to go, uh, go Virginia in this one. All right. One more section to go. Almost there. One more section on our one-and-a-half-hour marathon. We're coming up on two-hour marathon. <laughs> <laughs> of putting this show to- together. And this is a section, 8A, again, there's a few teams here when you go down you get into the 4 or 5 area where it can get kind of interesting. So um, one is East Grand Forks. They'll take on uh, Park Rapids or Red Lake Falls. I don't think we see the Green Wave losing in that one. Uh, the f- four seed is Crookston. They'll take on... Detroit Lakes. Uh, the three seed is Warroad. They'll they'll host Lake of the Woods in a basically a crosstown rivalry there, as crosstown as you can get up that far up north. And then you have Kitson Central and Bagley Fawson. Has this game been played yet? No, that has not been played. Their section seats came out a while ago, so I thought maybe they played over the weekend. And they'll go to Thief River Falls, who I think is the sneakiest and most. Uh, unheralded team in this section. And granted, they're the two seed, but I think they're one of the most sneaky teams in the state. They always are, and you know they always have a have a one or good two good players that uh, no one really knows about. Same script every year. I think this is the team that can make it all the way to state. Let's start at the top. East Grand, uh, Park Rapids. No one's gonna uh, fight that East Grand wins that one, right? No, no. Okay. In the four five game, Crookston. And Detroit Lakes, if you look at Crookston's schedule, they've played a lot of teams tough. I think they can do the same. Uh, I think they'll beat Detroit Lakes. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yep, going with the Pirates. Yeah, all right, we're going Pirates on that one. We all agree on Pirates there. Um, now at the bottom, you have Warroad, who's been – I mean, they're clearly a better team than Lake of the Woods, but they've been one of the most unpredictable teams uh, in the entire year, I've done. The, I've been the Class A ranker. Every time I want to, you know, love Warroad and make sure they do something great, then they flounder. And then when I doubt them, and then they doubt, then they they come back and surprise me. So, I just don't think they're consistent. After they beat Lake of the Woods, I don't think their consistency uh, is there. I just think that these Rivers a, a better coach team and more disciplined and have a much better record uh, through the entire season. I think it's Steve River to the finals against East Grand. Anybody going to argue with me on that one? Uh, I think I'll take Warroad in the toss-up. Just because yeah. of their unpredictability? Sure. Yeah, and they did just beat East Grand, so they would think they're coming in high, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I, again, I think I'm taking Steve River all the way in this in this section. I think they've been the most consistent team all year. I think the most talented team is East Grand, yeah, and a team that can shock anybody. And it's not a shock. It's you would never say, oh, what a shocker, Warroad made it. Yeah. You, know? Okay. you know, I just think from a consistency perspective, I don't think Warroad can put it together for three straight games. Keith Berger showed me that they've, they've had the ability to do it all year long. I think that's the team that uh, they seem to have really good defensive low numbers goals allowed, which bodes well for playoff hockey. Mm-hmm. They seem to n- never seem to be out of any game. I think this is the team that goes all the way in the bottom, and I'm going to go East Grand and kind of a walk in the top. Danny? 
So, Tony, you just said that eight AA, eight AA and eight A don't really score goals, which everybody around the state already knew that. So that's why the goals against are so low. Um, I'm going to go War Road here over Thief. I like Bushy for Thief, but I mean, War Road's just been one of those teams that you know has just been a spark away from making something happen. But East Grand on the top side of the bracket though, pretty easily. All right, so you got East Grand, and then you're going Thief, right? No, War Road. You just picked War Road. Oh, you want War Okay, and, and you're going War Road as well. Yeah. All right, all yeah. right, we got some definitely, you made a good argument, some, some things to chew on there. Uh, I've just been following this, you know, as the Class A ranker, I've been following. These are the two teams that I really kept my eye on the most, uh, War Road and, and Thief, when I'm doing my rankings. They really, and, and Totino is another one. They're really kind of, they, they, they play a different type of schedule. And I, and I feel strongly. I think that Thief can, when we get to the prediction segment, assuming they make it to the section final, I think that Thief is the team that ends up in the state tournament. Any other uh, overarching thoughts on Class A hockey before we wrap up the show, Danny? Mm, no. Should we kind of say where we're going to be next week? or? Um... Yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to be everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you that. Youth Hockey Hub is going to be all over the place. We'll be in Moorhead. We'll be in Bloomington. We'll be in Edina. We'll be in Rochester. We're going to be, we'll be all over the state covering hockey. I know where Carl's going to probably end up being. Where are you going to be, yeah, Carl? So Tuesday night we'll be at Heritage. Get a doubleheader there for Denfeld and Ely. I get to see Ely and, yep. and Duluth East Luth Marshall. Then I'll be taking up residence at Amsoil on Saturday for all four games that are there. Uh, assuming the weather holds up, that'll be great. Danny, where are you going to be? Are you going to be at the Braemar Big Fiesta on Saturday? Yeah, I'll be there on Saturday. I'm thinking I'll probably go up to Buffalo St. Mike on Tuesday. My Thursday, I'm still kind of up in the air on. I, I'm not sure which which section 4-5 uh, game that I'm going to be at. Blake Creek Blake might be the one, one but I might be at. Uh, Dakota's a real easy yeah. drive for me to get to to see that game between Holy Family and Prior Lake. I might be there. There's a lot of good choices this year at the 4-5 level, which shows the parity this year in high school hockey. I might end up at the Armstrong-Cooper-Wyzetta game as well. I'm not, I haven't quite made up my mind on which one I'm going to go to. There's going to be some great hockey. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this long, extended play version of our high school hockey podcast. A huge shout-out to our sponsor, the Red and Black League. It's a great league for off-season hockey, whether it's the spring and you're doing multi-sport, multi-sports and you need to just stay active in hockey, or if it's the fall where you're getting ready to uh, play uh, into your high school hockey season. It uh, doesn't matter if you're a JV player, varsity player. Uh, they do a great job of balancing out the leagues with teams uh, and of all different shapes and sizes. We've got kids from Edina. you got kids from Sartell. you got kids from Rochester, Redwood Valley, Bloomington, Creighton, you name it. Every every spot of the state is represented here in the Red and Black Leagues. If you're interested, uh, look it up. Uh, my good friends Patty and, and Brian Hansen do a great job of running the league. Uh, look them up on redandblackleagues.com. For Danny and Carl, wonderful show. We'll see you guys next week here on the Boys High School Hockey Podcast. Good luck to all teams and sections and eventually the state tournament. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school.